This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. On this special Thanksgiving edition of the Lynn's Report, Justin Trudeau may just be the best unintended troll on Twitter. A dissection of Pierre Polyev's YouTube account reveals the obvious. Canada's angriest garden gnome has been held without bail in Saskatchewan, and Amazon product reviews are now more reliable than governmental public health messaging. To find out why and more, let's dive in. Before we begin, I would like to offer you a warm and happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadian listeners to The Lynn's Report. This week, Rush Kinney, uh political Twitter has been on virtual fire for about a month now. A hashtag involving Prime Minister of Canada Justin Trudeau gained international attention over the last month, sparking a debate of its authenticity. The hashtag Trudeau must go seemed to encourage the victim class in this country to start expressing personal detail about themselves, ending in a puddle of tears stating that Justin Trudeau called them an extremist, racist, misogynist, or any other credible social issue they could smash and grab in the name of self-martyrdom. In the true organizational fashion of the hobby rage community, many of their esteemed beacons of dull claimed credit for the sheer brilliance behind the stunt. From the usual suspects of Andy Lee and Theo Fleury, we heard how it was they who blazed the trending trail. Accredited fact-checkers across the internet presumably sighed audibly while debunking those claims, citing demographic and statistical data showing that all signs point to an actual coordinated effort rather than one mouth-breathing, anti-everything, parents-basement-dwelling keyboard warrior. An exclusive report will be breaking soon on DeanBlundell.com, outlining just where this trend had originated. Just a friendly reminder from the Linz Report, Twitter isn't real life. Go outside. It's nice out. If Canadian politics was a reality TV series, right after the cutting room floor episode of Canadian Idol featuring Justin Trudeau completely butchering Bohemian Rhapsody, you would have the primetime breakup episode of Schlub Island, where this season's match made in hot tubs had a terrible breakup. Far-right misogynist and unimaginative cartographer Jeremy McKenzie, founder of the extremist group Diagalon, a loose network of people with militant neo-fascist views which emerged from a group of live streamers called the Plaid Army, and newly anointed Grand Wizard of the Convoy Party of Canada, Pierre Polyev, suffered a terrible, some say irreversible, rift. In a podcast aimed at folks who primarily breathe through the hole in which they eat, Mackenzie and his merry band of chuckle fucks audibly fantasized about raping Pierre Polyev's wife, Anna, in an off-the-beaten-path discussion between them. We would like to make it crystal clear that while we were making light of the loser love fest, we in no way condone nor endorse the vile, putrid, and subhuman sentiment that was shared by these bottom-dwelling fuckholes. Polyev released a very emotional and pointed statement condemning his recent bestie non gratis comments, also taking the opportunity to lie through his teeth about not knowing what Diagalon is. The attack dog turning on his master really shook Pierre, as could clearly be seen in the clunky, unpolished media release he issued regarding the rapey theater of the mind that Jer Bear and his crew played out in disgusting detail. One would be remiss if they forgot that earlier this year, during the CPC leadership race to the sub-basement, Polyev was photographed multiple times with Mackenzie at a campaign stop. 
In one photo, it looked as though they were in deep discussion, possibly best practice sharing on rage farming techniques, and another with them raising fists in what looked to be celebratory solidarity over what we assume was just being white males of privilege. Mackenzie was coincidentally arrested on a Canada-wide warrant shortly after the tumultuous breakup and was remanded into custody. Intrepid reporter and certified badass Gonzo journalist Kareem Assad covered his bail hearing, but due to a publication ban, was unable to give us the dirt on exactly why the judge denied his bail. Stay tuned for the inevitable schadenfreude festival that will be coming your way soon. Once again, the internet nerds have lifted up the dirty political skirt in an attempt to find out where that smell is coming from. It only smells that way when you rub it, and they rubbed it, and boy does it smell. More ugly details ahead. Hello. The city of Moscow, totally not in cahoots with Vladimir Putin at all, would like to introduce you to new Happy City Initiative. We now have free bus for able-bodied men 18 to 40 years old to ride wherever you want to go. That's right, men. All you have to do is get on the bus, tell the driver where you want to go, and he'll bring you to destination free of charge. There is also free Kamchakta crab and Bellini with caviar on bus for you to snack on, and nice girls too. They're in there. Wow, wow, wow. They're hiding in the back, but you can see when you get on. We apologize if you're old mans or you have physical problems. The bus is not for you. You must go another way on the pay bus. Please don't worry about man with helmet and gun. He is there to make safe. Hop on Moscow Fun Bus for free today. We run 24 hours in a day for your convenience. Last week it was revealed that CPC leader Pierre Polyev has been using manipulative hashtags to target his YouTube videos towards the self-identified victim class. The hashtag MGTOW, standing for men going their own way, is an unofficial movement of men who have sworn off women and blame them for every miserable, shitty part of their existence. In true Pierre fashion, Polyev denied any knowledge of these hashtags being inserted in his videos for over four years during question period when called on to explain the reasoning behind targeting self-labeled disenfranchised men. If you are a user of Twitter, I urge you to search the hashtag and find the common denominator behind Canadians using it. Mind you, it has been flooded since its discovery, but as you wade through, you'll notice a pattern of anti-establishment, anti-authority, anti-vax, and most predominantly anti-Trudeau messaging. One does not need to be a machine to become a bot. The term bot is used to describe a useful idiot being programmed to deliver a message on behalf of someone else. Treading through the timelines of some of these voluntary celibacy enthusiasts is like doing a chronological dig. From hashtag to hashtag, the programming is transparent as cling film. You'll notice that I use the term voluntary celibate. I think we need to put the term incel to bed. These chuckle fucks are not involuntarily pulling their putt in their mom's basements. Labeling them as involuntary celibates unfairly puts that responsibility on the shoulders of level-headed women who don't want to sleep with the unwashed class. And putting aside critical thought for a second and allowing myself to travel down conspiracy theory alley, one has to wonder if Trudeau had prior knowledge of this when he made his controversial comments labeling a fringe portion of anti-vaxxers as misogynistic. If, as a child, you grew up without a father in your life and you find yourself with an insatiable craving to be immersed in the I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, and I'm getting incredibly sleepy of your constant bullshit and you're a complete disappointment to your mother and I tone that only a father can deliver, 
Let's check in with DeanBlundell.com, director of sports and host of Ray's Rants. Here's Ray Rout. You know, I think back to 2015, 2016, Alex Anthopoulos put enough pieces on the table for the Blue Jays to win a World Series. The fact that they fell short, missed opportunity. And, you know, you can say David Price never really had a great playoff run. You can say that the bat sort of fizzled out in Kansas City. There was a bunch of blame to put around for the Jays not winning World Series there. Not not this year, man. Not this year. Let's not forget, I wrote an article in August. I said, don't be surprised if the Blue Jays are out of the playoffs by the end of the weekend because that's how bad this team looked at one point this year. And I appreciate every player who worked their ass off and sacrificed their bodies. George Springer, I mean, what's not wrong with the guy? You see him holding his wrist when he jumped into the fence today? Because his wrist was hurt. It was, all, it was basically casted up. And he was out there putting his body on the line to try to play baseball. And Atkins and Shapiro didn't have the respect for those players on the field to put enough pieces in place for them to be able to fairly compete. To where you can say, fuck it, they just got beat. Because Seattle was a better team. They had more depth, better pitching. When George Springer went out and Jackie Bradley Jr. was the only option they had. What more can I say? What, right? An, an outcast from the Boston Red Sox. He's a great defensive replacement. But at that point, the game was 9-9, which meant he may have had to come to the plate in a big moment, right? You had both your catchers playing. Because you had to put your best nine guys in the lineup. You didn't have somebody else you could put in there and have one on the bench to come in and pinch hit or be ready to go. Like, like fuck. It's going to be a big offseason for the Blue Jays. First of all, Schneider better have a job next year. He really better. He better. He's going to learn from this shit, right? His first time he's a manager, he's an intern. He's going to learn from this Gosman mistake. He's not going to make it again. I, I feel very confident in that. Pyro and Atkins better fucking get their shit together. They better go do something this offseason. Whether that's trades, whether that's free agents, whatever. Do something. Earn your stripes. Act like you're supposed to be here. Act like you have faith in this team. Act like you have faith in the players on this team. As far as I'm concerned, you haven't showed that yet. You haven't showed one iota of respect to the players on this field by doing nothing. Nothing. I'm done. In a story coming out of Northeastern University News, Assistant Professor of Political Sciences from Northeastern, Nicholas Beauchamp, may have the answer to determining just when and where COVID waves begin. And his method isn't all that difficult to understand. It all started with a tweet. Fresh wave of bad review for Yankee Candles, writes at Drew Toothpaste on Twitter in December 2021, in a post that included screenshots of Yankee Candle reviews on Amazon. This candle has no scent when it's lit. 
Very disappointed. Read one star review. No scent. Very disappointed and embarrassed that this was a gift. Read another. Over the past year, other Twitter users had noticed reviews on Amazon claiming that Yankee Candles had no smell and wondered if there was a connection with COVID-19, which can cause anosmia, or loss of smell. The work follows a rising trend of researchers using online clues known as breadcrumbs, such as Google searches for restaurants that deliver chicken noodle soup, to help predict the next surge in COVID-19 cases. In theory, if one follows trends like this, it could give us information that other data, like number of hospitalizations in a given period, cannot. An analysis of Yankee Candle reviews was one way to put this idea into practice. After the first tweet went viral, Harvard University's Katie Petrova discovered that the reviews of scented candles had dropped nearly one full star in 2020, and she noticed a sharp rise in reviews mentioning no smell. Beauchamp also noticed the uptick when he charted the reviews over the past four years, but there was a problem. The surges were happening in the winter months when COVID-19 cases, cold cases, and candle purchases all tend to have a natural uptick. Could he prove that the rise in no-smell reviews was due to COVID-19 and not just a random correlation? For a data analyst like Beauchamp, it was small potatoes. He downloaded a Chrome extension that grabbed 9,837 Amazon reviews of the top four Yankee candles from 172 weeks between 2018 and 2021. Then, he let it run while he watched TV. He then calculated the percentage per week of the reviews that mentioned no smell or no scent and plotted that over COVID-19 cases over the same period. Finally, he controlled for seasonal upticks of both candle purchases and illness. Beauchamp found that the hunch correlation really was causation. After controlling for seasonality, it appeared that COVID-19 cases predicted more no-smell reviews. For every 100,000 new COVID-19 cases per week, he found no-smell reviews increased by a quarter of a percentage point in the next week. Loss of smell is a distinctive indicator of this disease, but smell isn't talked about much online, Beauchamp said, except mostly in candle and perfume reviews. In addition, the lack of awareness amongst reviewers means the data make for a particularly clean signal unconfounded by expectation. According to the paper, helping us track and trend the virus before people even know they have it. Beauchamp might be more interested in the humor of it, though. He says the joke tweet can even tell us something about class and the relationship between well-educated liberals on Twitter and unaware candle reviewers. It starts with a viral tweet and it ends with a punchline, he says. Mostly, I consider the paper to be an extended joke tweet. Our thanks to Shannon Narji at Northeastern University for the story. That about wraps up this Thanksgiving edition of the Lynn's Report. From all of us at the Dean Blundell Podcast Network, we wish you at least a week's worth of leftovers and turkey farts. For the Lynn's Report, I'm Ryan Lindley. Gobble, gobble. I'm Matt Cundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.